0: Welcome to Scuderia F1, the podcast that's always up to speed with the latest Formula One news. Follow us on Twitter at f one pod and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Daly and Kevin Laramay. Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome to the podcast. As always, up to speed with Formula One here on the Overtime Media Network. Mark Daly here. Welcome you to the show today. And today is the 25th of December 2019. Yes, it's Christmas. And first of all, I'd like to wish all my fellow Formula One fans a very, very Merry Christmas. And uh, of course, wish you all a very happy holidays, no matter where you are. And the four corners of our wonderful blue planet and whatever wonderful holiday or festival you're celebrating right now, I really hope hope that wherever you are, you are safe, you are having uh, your friends and family close to you and you're enjoying all that this wonderful festive time of the season has to offer to you. So I can't believe it. It really has gone so fast. 2019. I know I've said that uh, many times just in relation to the Formula One season, but 2019, just the entire year feels like it's been on fast forward. So there is lots of Formula One news out there, but today I'm going to do something a little bit different. And since one of the things we associate with Christmas is the giving of gifts, I'm going to change things up a little bit uh, this week and do something a little bit different. Even though there's lots of Formula One news going around, I wanted to do it uh, a little bit different this week. And I thought, uh, well, what what can we do that's a little bit more topical? I thought, well, let's go through 10 things. That would be really cool to receive as a Formula One gift if you're, you're a Formula One fan. If, if you're birthday for Christmas, what would you like to see when you take off that wrapping paper? So I've kind of broken up into two categories. And I'm sure all of us, well, most of us are probably going to fall into the latter kind of category. And those are the more what I call the affordable uh, Formula One presents or items out there that uh, they're things that you can buy. And the first five are, well, there there might be a couple of you guys out there that uh, that have the financial means to do this. Uh, I think obviously I fall under the, <laughs> the other category, no, bow- no matter how much I like to fit in the former, but whatever. There, there are two categories, let's just put it this way. The ridiculously expensive Formula One gifts and the more modestly and uh, normally priced ones. So I thought i would just have a, a little bit of fun with that. And I'm going to put uh, some links up uh, up in the show notes uh, for, for this episode. So you guys can go and check it out. And just a, a little disclaimer here. This is just something I did on my own. These aren't for like affiliate marketing or something. I don't get any cuts from uh, for any of this stuff. This is purely uh, just fun. And I don't endorse any of these websites or anything like that. These are just literally 10 random things I picked off of the web from, uh, from various uh, places. So here we go. Number one. So number one is is uh, items that were worn, race worn by three-time Formula One World Champion Ayrton Senna, and they uh, they they smashed records when they went up uh, for uh, for auction. And this is actually going back. Well, it's at the beginning of the year. This uh, I found this on a uh, on a website called NewAtlas.com, and it talked about uh, Senna's memorabilia that was though that was put up for auction and just smashed records for um, the, the the prices that it managed to to command. So there was two things that were uh, were or, um, uh, auctioned off at it was called Retro Mobile uh, earlier this year. So the uh, the first one was one of his uh, race worn helmets, and this sold. Get this for a U.S. This is U.S. dollars one hundred and eighty four thousand three hundred forty dollars, or one hundred and sixty two thousand euros. Then the second item was uh, was a race worn uh, suit, which went for one hundred and ten thousand U.S. or ninety seven and a half thousand euros. So I mean, absolutely mind boggling and huge prices uh, that, uh, that these went for. If you remember, what was it back in the uh, 2018 when Lewis Hamilton uh, broke uh, Senna's records? Uh, What was it for For pole positions? I think it was. Anyways, that was at the Canadian Grand Prix. One of the things that he was given as a gift was uh, was one of Senna's uh, race-worn helmets. So, I mean, if you look at that, uh, that was a very, very generous gift. I mean, if, uh, you know, another one is uh, going for, uh, you know, 162,000 euros or $184,000. I mean, that was a very, very generous, gift. Anyways, the helmet uh, in question was uh, used by Senna in 1990, uh, which was a, a championship uh year both for himself and for McLaren. And uh it, st- it went to uh, to auction still with the radio installed in the um, inside of it and uh it went uh, when when the uh, the auction kicked off, it uh it was expected to fetch anywhere from 80 to 120,000 euros. So I mean, still that's nothing to uh <laughs> to turn your nose up at, but uh, uh, certainly, I mean, uh, not only did it exceed what they thought would be the maximum upper price of €120,000 went for 162000 so another €42,000 on top so some of the other most uh, valuable uh, race worn helmets that were ever sold uh, before that uh, was uh, one that was uh, um, uh, Sebastian Vettel's that went for £72,100 or 118200 dollars. another one of Senna's helmets went for uh, just under 75,000 pounds or a hundred just call it $117,000, uh, even. And then there was a, a couple of, um, uh, an EVG, sorry, AGV helmets. That was uh, sold by uh, twelve uh, motorcycle champions, and that went for two hundred and fifty five thousand euros, or three hundred thirteen thousand dollars. So, I mean that uh, that's absolutely uh, a- incredible. But uh, this um, th- this race suit that went uh, that was on auction was uh, a nineteen eighty four Tolman uh, race suit that that he wore, and that uh, was you know when way back in the day when he first uh, got into Formula One. That was his first year in the um, in in. The, in the top flight and uh that uh, went like I say for hundred just over hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars on uh, earlier this year I mean really really cool I mean it's it's amazing too if you look at it it's a, the, the old style suits is really puffy and uh has got you know it, it looks completely different than it is now I mean uh, really really cool but you know it must be Amazing to to get something like that because it really is uh, a piece of uh, history. I mean, earlier um, this this year uh, at uh, Retro Mobile, they saw another collection of Formula One uh, memorabilia that that was sold. It included 50 race helmets, 20 race suits, uh, all sorts of uh, things. And one of the highest priced objects was uh, a 2005 Michael Schumacher Ferrari Formula One helmet, which uh, fetched 63,000 euros or $71,688. So the. just a really, really mind-blowing, uh, stuff. There really expensive, uh, and, and just, uh, it's kind of cool to see that there really is a, a lot of, um, demand out there for it. I mean, and just going back to the helmet, uh, that was, uh, auctioned and that, of course, in uh, 1990, um, uh, Ayrton Senna was uh, the world champion and uh, he was at uh, McLaren and it was a 16 race season that year kicking off uh, at the U.S. Grand Prix going to Brazil, San Marino, Monaco, Canada, Mexico and uh, before Mexico dropped off to of the calendar uh, and you know it was really really short I mean it, it's kind of almost back to front now I mean you had to like I say USA and Brazil starting off to the 1990 season but then uh, finishing up with uh, Australia at uh, at the end and uh, it's kind of funny too if you look at the uh, the the total number of points uh, that were uh, were were scored um the sorry uh, Ayrton Senna he finished the year on uh, 78 points and uh, you look he won in the USA he was third at home in Brazil he retired in uh, in, in San Marino won in Monaco and Canada Germany Belgium Italy and the thing is that's so impressive about this he never finished lower then third except for in Mexico he finished uh, 20th and uh, there there was obviously i mean he was um, he was classified but uh, he uh, could because he had to completed over 90% of the uh, of, of the races i mean he didn't finish the last three races in uh, spain in japan in australia so he had uh, out of 16 races he retired 5 times but every other time he finished a race he finished on the podium for 71 points and that was um, just five well, actually, uh, seven points uh, clear of his uh, teammate uh, Alan Prost, and uh, it, uh, it's kind of funny too because if you look at the uh, uh, like the way that they did the point scoring all the way back when, and in uh, in the nineteen nineties, it was uh, it was a little bit uh, different. Uh, now, I mean, the points here, the, they changed it in nineteen ninety one, and they 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 followed this right down through to two thousand and two. And then they, when they extended it uh, a little bit, and then it wasn't until 2010 that we see basically the present point uh, scoring system. Uh, coming in but in way back in 1990 you got points uh, going from first down to six you had uh, nine points for a win six points uh, for second four for third three for fourth two for fifth and one point for sixth. so <laughs> you really didn't get uh, too many points out there that's uh, that's why I think it's it's cool the way that they do it now I mean it seems kind of ridiculous when you look now uh, compared to uh, what, what uh, Lewis Hamilton won this year uh, with uh, what was it something in the the, the range of 400 and something uh, points points compared to Senna's at uh, 20, sorry, 78. But uh, really at, uh, <laughs> when, you, when you look, there's a 15 point difference uh, just uh, for first, but really, really cool to see. So the second item that uh, that I have on the list that was uh, for sale, and I assume this is legit, but I don't, I can't say for a hundred percent. This comes from a, a website called uh, motorone.com, but this, uh, this is an older one. This was posted way back in April of uh, 2014. Now, this is a supposedly an original 2003 McLaren steering wheel, which uh, belonged to Kimi Raikkonen's MP4-17D, and, uh, so apparently it was, uh, in, uh, in mint, uh, condition and, uh, and, and, uh, well, supposedly this is uh because it was, uh, it was never used during the race and it was, uh, held as a, a spare. So the, the asking price uh, way back when was 24,000 us dollars, which was, uh, about, uh, 14 and a half thousand pounds. And, uh, so, uh, it was still mathematically, uh, in the, the, the title race all well, going all the way up to the Japanese Grand Prix. But uh, lost out to, to Michael Schumacher by only two points, and uh, but the big difference there was he won only one race that year compared to uh, six uh, for for Michael Schumacher. But it, it really is cool, and it it really is uh, different now. I mean, Formula One of course has always been. Cutting edge uh, technology, and I mean it. it really does look like uh, today's uh, modern steering wheels. There's lots of dials, lots of push buttons on it. Uh, the The only real big difference is that even though it's a state of the art uh, for uh, for 2003, it has the, the same basic shape as uh, today's uh, Formula Formula One's uh, steering wheels. Is uh, the obvious um, uh, difference in the center of the screen, where there's a, a padded uh, Mercedes symbol? Because this would have been uh, in the days of McLaren uh, West uh, Mercedes, so a bit of a no no for mentioning this. Tobacco sponsors there, but whatever. Uh, so you have the, the the Mercedes logo in the in the center of the steering wheel instead of the uh, the the LCD uh, display. So, but but pretty cool stuff. But going back, you know, like I say, this was a, a bit of a uh, a bit of a blast uh, from from the past. But uh, you know, the you, you look at some of the teams that uh, were in there. You know, we have uh, a Ferrari, Williams, BMW, West McLaren, Mercedes, Mild Seven, Renault. Yeah, so there's a lot of tobacco uh, sponsorship. You had uh, Sauber Patronas. I mean, uh, Sauber, one of their er- earlier guys is obviously pre-Alfa Romeo, which is a, a relatively uh, new thing. Jordan Ford, Jaguar, when they were still around. BAR, British American Racing, Honda, European Minardi F1 team, and Panasonic Toyota Racing. And obviously, a lot of these uh, teams have uh, disappeared now. And this this one is still kind of similar to like the... Uh, the uh, the, the calendar we have now uh, kicking off in Australia at Melbourne, which is where it's been for, for a long, long time. But then uh, finishing up uh, with the United States Grand Prix and uh, Japan at the end. Only a 16 race season. And don't you think that uh, that nowadays, if we had a 16 race season, we would uh, feel awfully cheated? I know uh, I would, but uh, that's uh, certainly not uh, anything to uh, turn your nose up at. But uh, you know, Michael Schumacher, like I was saying, he was uh, the 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 champion that year. But he got off to, to a bit of a, a slow start uh, with a fourth and a sixth place in Australia and the Malaysia, compared to to Raikkonen, who uh, finished third and first, and actually had uh, four podium finishes in the out of the first five races. And uh, but, but by the time they got to Spain, uh, Kimmy retired, but uh, like I say, Michael... He only had two finishes out of the first uh, three races. By the time uh, they got to San Marino, that's uh, when Shumi kind of kicked it into high gear. He won three on the trot. And then it was third in Monaco. Won again in uh, in in Canada, and then uh, beating uh, Raikkonen out only by uh, two points at uh, at the end of the season. But <laughs> this is a bit of a mind blower now. If uh, you you look at the uh, the constructors uh, championship now, you look uh, on top in two thousand and three was uh, Ferrari one hundred and fifty eight points. Williams and Williams bm BMW third and fourth, uh, sorry, well, they are second, uh, but their cars are uh, number three and four, and uh, driving for them uh, would have been Juan Pablo Montoya, and uh, would that be Ralph Schumacher? Yeah, Ralph Schumacher going uh, all the way back there. Third was a uh, McLaren, fourth Renault. Uh, fifth was uh, BAR Honda, then Sauber, Petronas, Jaguar, Toyota, Jordan, and then, not surprisingly for anyone that kind of goes back, was uh, Minardi. Minardi were the Williams way back uh, almost 20 years ago. So Minardi with zero points, which has been uh, very reminiscent of uh, Williams uh, outings the past couple of years. Although they did better this year, they actually had a point. But, anyways, yeah, so the, the, the MP4D that you could uh, get your hands on that uh, steering wheel, I have no idea if that ever sold. It was uh, it was a link. This was actually uh, posted on eBay. Uh, apparently, I wasn't actually uh, able to ascertain whether or not it was uh, actually sold at auction or if it. Uh if it uh, just remained there and just uh, eventually disappeared. Anyways, uh, just uh, before we go on with the show here, I just wanna remind you that you know today being Christmas and if uh, you didn't have time or you forgot or whatever, point is, if you're in still of need of a, uh, a last minute gift, you can still come off uh, by a hero by going and downloading this, uh, the app uh, for Vivid Seats because if you need tickets to a game, an event, a concert, anything of your choice, Vivid Seats are the top source for tickets for the events in concerts and games that you want to go to. So you can sort by price or look for seats in the section of row of your choice, all in their app, the Vivid Seats app. So to make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back on their purchases, and that's Vivid Seats Rewards. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats apps. You're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. So every purchase is backed by 100% guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more vivid seats has it all so download the app and join the vivid seats rewards loyalty program today and when it's time to buy check this out New Year's can enter my special promo code Overtime at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100. So remember, use my promo code Overtime at, ch- at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right. Well, let's go on with the, uh, well, we've gone through two or actually two or three, if you want to throw in the, uh, the Ayrton Senna overall. So we got onto the fourth unrealistic thing. We're just going to roll the helmet and the, the overalls into the same thing. They were two. Ayrton Senna things that were auctioned off. So item number three, for those of you that have unlimited money to go and spend on, um, well, to give somebody like me the unforgettable Formula One gift, you can go out there with uh, £250,000 and you can buy the Formula One fan of your choice, a Jordan EJ12 chassis number one. Now, I found this on uh, planetf1.com in the shop section, of course. I mean, it is in stock, uh, according to them. You can... uh, Well, I mean you can actually you can dial this thing up I mean uh, the, the quantity I'm just clicking away here I'm already up to, to, to 20 which seems a bit or 25 uh, which makes me just wonder how legit this is because if it's chassis number one how come I can order 25 of these anyways I'm sure that's just uh, a bit of a, an oversight anyways I'm sure it's legit anyways the ej 12 was uh, powered by Honda and uh, it, it brought the team their most successful period uh, well it, it brought them to a an end of a successful period for them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it, it's pretty cool because uh, it is actually um, been uh, re- restored and uh, it's got its uh, original livery on the team and uh, has a, a potent Judd uh, KV8 Formula 3000 engine in it uh, because Honda doesn't actually release their Formula One engines into private ownership and it has uh, a five-speed uh, pneumatic paddle shift uh, gearbox. So I guess, you know, because it has a, 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 a Judd KV8 uh, Formula 3000 engine in it, not the official Formula One engine, I guess you get a, a bit of a price cut on it because, uh, you know, it's not 100% uh, legit. But still, it is really, really cool. Uh, so it has been uh, taken care of when it was in private o- um, ownership. And uh, it has uh, been uh, taken to uh, different places such as the Goodwood uh, Festival of Speed and was uh, was out at uh, Brands Hatch in August of uh, 2018. So n- not too uh, long ago. So it, uh, it does have photos and uh, documentation that was uh, provided by the previous owner at, uh, and also uh, the former director of Jordan F1, Ian Phillips. So it really uh, proves that the car is uh, legit, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, along uh, with the car, you get two sets of wheels, uh, two additional sets of unused uh, wet and slick Michelin tires, an onboard starter, four tire warmers, a preheater, fueling tanks, and uh, it actually had a rewire that was uh, done only uh, a couple of years ago. So if you're actually interested, you know, go check out the link in the show notes, you know, who knows, maybe it's still uh, available now. Uh, But uh, that would be a a pretty cool one. But you go back and uh, look at the, uh, the the 2002 Formula One World Championship. I mean, there's a bit of a a theme here. The previous one was uh, the 2003 Kimi Räikkönen steering wheel that was uh, up for auction. So who knows? Maybe 15, 16 years down the road, we'll uh, be sitting here and uh, we'll be uh, talking about uh, how um, you know there's like a a Mercedes uh, uh, or a Ferrari SF90 uh, steering wheel that's uh, out on the on the market. But (laughs) completely mind blowing stats here. If you look at uh, you know who was uh, winning a driver in 2002 I mean it was it was just ridiculous as uh, Michael Schwal. Let's go with the guys that only won one race. Uh, one of those was David Coulthard that uh, won uh, at Monaco that year and uh, for McLaren. Ralph Schumacher won at uh, Malaysia for Williams BMW. Uh, Rubens Barrichello won uh, four races at uh, Hungary, the Italian Grand Prix, and the European Grand Prix at uh, the Nürburgring. And then Michael Schumacher, I'm just going to count it up here. He's got one... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know whole bunch of race wins here <laughs> this year in 2000 uh, uh in 2002 but uh yeah I mean Ferrari won the um, the constructors uh, that year handily they had 221 points Compared to 92 for Williams BMW, came in uh, in second. I mean uh, Schumacher basically doubled his uh, teammate uh, Rubens Barrichello. Schumi had 144 points, 77 for Barrichello, and then it was the Williams boys Montoya and uh, Schumacher, 50 and 42 points respectively, and uh, that that really was uh, amazing. But uh, you look at, again, uh, very much like a 2003. Basically the same uh, lineup of cars: Ferrari, Williams, uh, McLaren, Renault, Sauber, Jordan, Jaguar, uh, Barr, Minardi, Toyota, and uh, and uh, an Arrows Cosworth. So that was the, uh, the the very last year uh, for them. I'm just uh, checking through there. I'm just kind of trying to see who were the the, the drivers uh, that year um, for. Uh, Four Orange Arrows. Yeah, it was uh, Heinz Harald Frenzen and uh, Enrique uh, Bernoldi. So... The uh, elder Verstappen was uh, already not racing in Formula One in uh, in 2002, but uh, pretty cool. The Jordan EJ12. So there you go. It was driven by Giancarlo Fisichella and uh, Takuma Sato. So it uh, it was pretty cool. If you just uh, look at some of the stats here, it's a carbon fiber monocoque chassis, double uh, wishbones, pushrod activated torsion bars for front suspension. Rear suspension was double wishbones, pushrod engine or activated torsion bar same thing. Uh, The engine was a Honda RA-002E, 3000cc, so 183.1 cubic inches, uh, V10. It was a seven-speed longitudinal semi-automatic gearbox, and uh, it was uh, fueled by Elf and had uh, Bridgestone tires. So uh, unfortunately, though, uh, out of 17 races, they had no wins, no podiums, no poles, and no fast as uh, laps, but uh yeah, a bit of um bit of a tough start to that season uh, Fisichella uh, retired four out of the first uh, five races his best uh, result was uh, 13th in uh, the Malaysian Grand Prix then he had a tri- like three fifth place uh, finishes in uh, Austria uh, Monaco and Canada and a whole bunch of uh, more retirements at the end of the year didn't even qualify in in France and uh, Takuma Sato well he's got a whole lot of uh, retirements uh, <laughs> just like there's a lot of double DNFs so for Jordan. That year, but uh, Sato to his credit, uh, from uh, round twelve onwards to the end of the year, so starting in Germany right up uh, Japan, he had uh, six straight uh, finishes, and they got progressively well. He started out with an eighth, and then uh, dropped down each and every race, but uh, finished strong with a fifth place uh, win or uh, finish on the uh, at the end of the season. Anyways, now the next one. This is kind of cool. The, this comes from a um, a website that I found was called Race to the Finish. So for £750, uh, you can get a Williams rear wheel and Pirelli show tyre from their 2016 Formula One car that was driven by Valtteri Bottas and uh, Felipe Massa, so uh, that that's kind of cool. It's a uh, it's a Pirelli. It uh, it looks uh, well. It looks legit, and it's got a nice uh, nice wheel in there. So 750 pounds. Can't see that. No uh, word on provenance or anything like that, but uh, it certainly looks like the, the the real deal. I don't know if uh, any of you that live in uh, in, uh, in North America have noticed this, but uh, I've noticed going to Costco that occasionally outside of their tire shop they have have a a replica Formula One uh, tire out there, a Pirelli and uh, so that that's kind of cool i wonder if it's uh, something like that uh be interesting to know uh, where it came from but supposedly it's a it's a something legit but uh, you can uh, get more details so if you're interested in that go check it out race to the uk. so that would have been fitted to the williams fw38 uh, which was uh, designed by pat Sim- uh, simons and, uh, and ed wood and so that was actually well it, it's kind of interesting the way that they did it so the the, the car that came after it in uh 2017 was the fw40 they skipped one because if they went to, to 39 it would have coincided nicely with their their 40th uh, anniversary but anyways uh in 2016 was uh, felipe massa and uh, valtteri bottas so out of 21 races they did have uh one podium out of all, all of that so that was uh valtteri bottas got a third place in uh, in canada that uh, that that year but you know it's uh, it really is i think kind of uh, just puts it in in, uh, in stark uh, in reality, when when you think about it, really, is uh, in 2016. is just only a couple of years ago. And, uh, just look how uh, how far that they have fallen in a in a, in a relatively uh, short amount of time. I mean, if you go and look, I mean, obviously it was a um, uh, Mercedes that that won last that that year because yeah, that was the year that uh, Rosberg won, beat uh, Lewis Hamilton by uh, by five points. But in the, uh, the the constructors, yeah, it was Mercedes. Red Bull Ferrari Force India fourth in the constructors Williams were fifth in the constructors championship with 138 points between uh, uh, Massa and, uh, and Bottas. I mean you know, I I think that's uh, you know pretty pretty decent uh, compared to what we've uh, seen over the, uh, the the past several years. I mean Bottas he's uh, in the points uh, to start out the uh, the first well number of races uh i think the the first seven or eight uh, at least uh i mean he he got the third like i say at the, the canadian grand prix but he starts off a fifth he had a fourth and the fifth in russia and Ch- uh, spain uh six of the european grand prix in azerbaijan and uh it wasn't until uh the british grand prix almost halfway through the season that he finished down in the points he only uh he actually finished every single race that uh, that season which is uh, pretty impressive and only finished outside of the points uh three times which is uh which is which is pretty good compared to uh, to his teammate uh, massa who finished out of the, the the points at least uh, five times and had uh, just as many uh, retirements but uh, all of uh, Felipe's other uh, uh, finishes were all in the points as well so that uh, you know that that's uh I think uh, just a, a real stark reminder of how much Williams has fallen in uh, in a very very short amount of time anyways just uh, one more of the uh, the unrealistic uh, cool uh, formula one things that are Out there that you could buy for the Formula One fan in your life, and I'm going to finish off the last unrealistic uh, present here before the the uh, before the ne- uh, next break. And I guess this is all a little bit of context because this item goes for two thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. So you know, it's maybe a little bit more than I can afford, or uh, maybe more to the point, more than I'm willing to spend because you know I could put that on my visa, but then uh my wife would probably kill me because i there's no way i could justify that and she's a formula 1 fan i mean uh <laughs> that's how much that might be kind of hard to 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 justify but anyways these are kind of cool these are uh, a pair of uh kimi raikkonen's 2018 uh race used ferrari gloves so uh yeah pretty cool it got his uh, initials his uh his uh his signature on both uh, cuffs and uh it doesn't say exactly when they were worn but uh, they do come with a, a certificate uh, of uh, authenticity. So, you know, there's uh, a lot of different uh, things that you you can get out there online. I mean, like uh, visors, helmets, lots of different race-worn things, um, but they say that uh, that they were race-used and uh, were not used in uh, practice or qualifying sessions, but I don't know uh, what they really look like uh, when they're you know, completely done. Uh, I mean, they do look uh, kind of used, so it is uh, it is pretty cool, so they, you know, for, for three grand, let's put it that way you have an autographed pair of Kimi Raikkonen's uh, gloves that uh, you could uh, throw up in a frame somewhere and uh, and, and put them up, It'd be pretty cool. I mean, also, um, you know, for, you know, two and a half grand, you can get a pair of uh, race boots uh, from Sebastian battlefare for, for 2500 bucks. so there you go. Anyway, it's time for a short break. On the other side, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some more modestly priced uh, Formula One uh, items that, uh, you know, if you're in the market for something uh, this week, I mean, up here in Canada on the 26th tomorrow. Is uh, in Boxing Day, so that's usually it's like Black Friday up here in, in Canada. That's when all the stuff goes on sale for cheap. So I'm gonna have my eyes open for some of these things. Anyways, we'll talk about that in uh, just a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment All right. Well, welcome back to the show. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, that uh, this is the Christmas show. I was going to do the Festivus show earlier this week, but uh, just didn't get uh, around uh, around to it. I don't know if a special Festivus show would actually be really celebrating the true meaning of Festivus, but hey, I don't know. Maybe you Seinfeld fans out there would know better than me. Anyways, uh, we, we were counting down 10 of the, the, the coolest or kind of neat, uh, whatever you want to call it, Formula One gifts uh, out there that I found online, Uh, over the past uh, couple of weeks while I've been doing my own Christmas shopping. So we've been through the unrealistic ones like the 2002 Jordan EJ-12 that goes for a quarter million pounds, uh, Kimi Raikkonen's 2003 McLaren steering wheel, you know, uh, Ayrton Santa race worn helmet, really, really cool stuff. But for 99.9% of us that listen to this podcast, uh, completely out of, uh, you know, out of our means. I mean, maybe if collectively we all pooled our money together, we'd have a shot at it. You know, we get to keep that item in our house for like one week a year or something like that. But I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I was going to count down the, uh, the, the, the the five more modestly priced ones. And these are some, some pretty cool ones. Uh, some of them I found uh, all over the place, mostly from uh, the team's official websites and formula one.com and stuff like that. And the first one, if you're a Ferrari fan, this is kind of cool. Now this is a uh, a special edition gaming headset uh, by Thrustmaster. So if you're into gaming, you want to go and check these guys out because uh, they're pretty cool. They look uh, pretty much like the 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 headsets uh, that you'll see. Uh, I was going to say Maurizio Arrivabene, but uh, I guess I'm still living in 2018 and uh, and earlier. <laughs> Anyways, these are fairly similar to the uh, the, the the headsets uh, that uh, you see Mattia Bonato wearing on the pit wall. You know, you've got the big oversized uh, you know like uh, plastic earmuffs uh, that go over with the uh, the Ferrari logo logo on them. They're gloss. They looked uh, pretty uh, pretty cool and not too bad at uh, for, for, for 90 pounds. So you can go and uh, check those out at store.ferrari.com. And, uh, you know, those are actually, they, they look pretty sharp, you know, that uh, I wouldn't mind getting a, a pair of these myself, but I'm not really into gaming. So might be not the uh, <laughs> the wisest uh, 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 purchase on my, my own uh, behalf, but uh, it does say that it's got the best in sound uh, fidelity. So it... Uh, Yeah, there you go. Sound fidelity is important to you. Go check these out. Now the next one's pretty cool. So if you're um, a a Mercedes fan, you definitely want to go check this out. And uh, this is uh, a t shirt that's uh, on their 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 website. Uh, so it's the official 2019 Constructors Championship uh, t shirt. Goes for just over uh, 50 bucks. So it's you know it's got all their logos on it, all the sponsors and stuff that. But the cool part of that, it's got a silhouette of each one of the the, the uh, Mercedes cars that have uh, won six back to back Constructors Championships, starting back in. Uh, 2014 and uh, ending up uh, this year so it actually is kind of cool you know just uh, sort of on a thumbnail sketch just uh, to see uh you know how the cars have uh, evolved in in, in just a, a short period of time so that's uh, that's kind of a cool one you know it's black on black and on the back of the shirt it's got the uh world champions and a big six in the middle with the with a laurel wreath on it so uh, definitely a cool one uh to go and uh, check out now another one this uh, this, this one is kind of cool this one's a little bit more expensive but uh, this is one that I found on uh, the, the store at Formula1.com and uh, this is uh, a race used this comes from uh, this is a race used from uh, Michael Schumacher when he was uh, with uh, Mercedes back in uh, 2011 so it's a, a gear that's a set in acrylic and the uh, the, the description is that uh, it's a race used gear ratio from the MGP-WO two Hand embedded in high optical quality crisp, uh, acrylic for an impressive piece of memorabilia. So there you go. Uh, it looks uh, pretty cool. So you know it, it is pretty cool uh, when you when you look at it. I mean it's it's set in there. It's got the um, you know got the, the the logo and everything. It does say Michael Schumacher, 2011 race day, race used year. So that's a little bit more expensive than some of the uh, the other items there. I mean it's uh, 450 bucks, and uh, you know it would look uh, pretty cool. Um, you know on a on a desk or on. On a, on a bookshelf, something like that, uh, and certainly uh, kind of a cool, uh, cool piece of uh, Formula One history. Now, the next one. Now, this is completely um, uh, affordable. I don't have the, uh, the the conversion here, but it goes for about forty Australian dollars. And I found this. Uh, it's it's actually a Haynes manual for for those of you that are are car guys out there. You know, a Haynes manual basically has an entire vehicle broken down and all the different parts and everything like that. So they do have several for, uh, Formula One ones out there, uh, additions out there. They got the Lotus 49, the McLaren MP44. I think they have, a. it's one of the Red Bulls from about 2000, I think it was 2010, if I believe. I don't have that one up. But this one here is actually for the Williams FW14. So if you go back, uh, it's actually FW14B, which is the one that they, they raced in uh, in 1992. So this is the the I guess this is closest that formula one ever came to creating life because i mean this car was completely automated and everything it was a such a dominant car and uh nigel Mansell, who won the championship uh, that year wrapped it up with uh nine uh wins in a, in a season which was a, a record and uh th- this car had um had so much uh, going on it had the um it had um uh the sorry words escaping about it's got uh, had traction control active uh, suspension I mean if you could even just go out there on uh, on YouTube or you can even find gifs of it somewhere it was the uh, the active suspension that would basically uh, conform to a you know a, a specific or the optimal ride height around the the, the track it really was uh, pretty cool and uh, you can see some of these uh, videos out there the car just even in the garage just how it would uh, adjust and it really was uh, just just a technical uh, marvel, and it was. Uh, there were so many things in there that were. Um well, they were basically banned afterwards uh, because uh, they you know they just i guess it uh, took the um the concept and pushed what was a driver aid to uh, to the limit but uh, that uh, pairing of Nigel Mansell the Renault and uh the um, the, the FW14 was just uh, unbeatable he had a, a bit of an aggressive uh, st- uh, driving style compared to his uh, teammate uh, Ricardo Patrese but uh, it really did, uh, you know, suit him well. So uh, out of 32 races that they entered, they had 17 wins with it, 38 podiums, 21 uh, poles, and uh, 19 fastest laps. So there you go. If you want to, you know, if if you're still saving up for the actual FW 14B, then for 40 uh, Australian dollars, you can go out there and get uh, the the Haynes manual for it. Now the last one, I'm kind of ending like I started. Uh, this is uh, this is pretty cool as well, and th- this is one I th- I'm thinking that uh, I might just uh, pick up uh, one uh, of these myself. This looks uh, pretty cool. Um, now this is a half scale uh, replica helmet of uh, Ayrton Senna's um, oh, I got to check the year on this. What is it? Oh, uh, no, 1987. Yeah, because it's got the the Lotus on the on the front of it, and uh, so. So there you go. It's a half-scale Ayrton Senna helmet. And uh, it says here that, uh, well, okay, <laughs> just basically I summed up half-scale based on his helmet from 1987, which he drove for the uh, uh, Team Lotus. Anyways, this goes for uh, 140 euros, which uh, works out to about 150 US dollars. So about $200 uh, for me here in Canada. And you know what, that would uh, that would be pretty cool. That would, uh, you know, look uh, look great anywhere I think uh, that, that you could put it. And, uh, it really is a, really a, a cool. Uh, piece of uh, Formula One history, and and compared to some of the other ones too, because the one I thought would be a uh, really cool to have as well would be uh, one from the McLaren era, but uh, you know with the, the McLaren Honda on it. But uh, the the Lotus one I think is a little bit better because it's got the name right across the the top just above the uh, the, the 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 visor. It's got the Honda across the front, and uh, compared to the uh, they also have a 1990 replica one, but unfortunately, and I mean it's maybe I'm just being a little bit picky, but uh, you know they've got kind of the uh, generic bland kind of um glow orange and uh white kind of branding that sort of but kind of isn't the Marlboro branding and you know I know it's tobacco and everything like that but uh for someone that's uh, a bit picky like uh, myself and I'm not, maybe this is just my own personal thing, but I'm not really offended if it had like the Marlboro on there. To me, it'd be just a little bit more authentic, but who knows? I mean, there's a number of things, including copyright and uh, and also just the fact that uh, the Formula One doesn't do anything uh, overtly with uh, tobacco sponsorship uh, anymore. I know that's a bit of a gray area. But, uh, you know, for, for somebody like myself who's old enough and uh, willing to make the decisions you know, I would have been okay if it had the tobacco sponsorship on it, but anyways, yeah, hundred and fifty dollars uh, for that one, and uh, there, there's lots of cool replica helmets out there. But uh, certainly, I think if you went with one like uh, Ayrton Senna, any of the ones that they have out there, I know they have a 1994 one, but that uh, for me, uh, when when he was uh, killed at uh, at San Marino that year, that uh, is something that uh, I've always never really gotten over. Uh, you know, I've watched the uh, the the Senna documentary that's uh, that's out there. And I could just never really get uh, past uh, that that whole 1994 thing. So I just don't think uh, I could ever do uh, a replica or anything uh, to commemorate that 1994 season uh, for, for Santa. You know, rest in peace. Anyhow, I don't want to end the show on a, on a bit of a down note. But anyway, so those were ten kind of random things out there that I found on uh, on the web. So if you want to look at them, you know, go check out the links in the show notes. Like I can say, I mean, I'm this is not any affiliate marketing or anything like that. So it's just going to post them there. You guys go check them out and do whatever they want. But like I say, the only one I have questions about is the EJ12, uh, the 2002 Jordan car, which, uh, you know, supposedly chassis number one, you can order 25 of them, but hey, who's counting? <laughs> Anyways, guys, enough uh, enough of that. It's time to get, get away out of the studio here, go back upstairs, go and rejoin the family and sit down for a turkey dinner. And again, I just like to wish you all very happy holidays and wish you all a merry christmas uh, i hope you guys have uh, had a wonderful holiday season and well we'll be back again this time uh, next week to pick up uh, with uh, with formula 1 we'll see what's out there and uh, you know typically this time of year i just uh, kind of do some generic kind of shows or one that what i call evergreen content last year i did uh, i did a special one on dan gurney uh, i did one uh, actually on the uh, the fw14b i might have to repost some of those because i think they've dropped out of the the feed when we switched uh, providers uh, when we dro- joined up uh, with overtime media at the beginning of uh, of this season so i think those ones might have dropped out but those are kind of fun and short uh, 20 the... 30 minute episodes that are kind of focus on, uh, on specialty content. Anyways, we'll see if I can repost those, uh, for you guys to go check them out. Anyways, if you want to get in touch, uh, usual ways uh, always apply on email, scuderiaf1pod at gmail.com. Uh, also the same on Twitter at scuderiaf1. And that's it. That's a wrap. Enjoy the rest of your Christmas day. Enjoy the rest of the holiday season. I'd like to wish you guys in advance a very happy, healthy, and prosperous 2020. And we'll be back very, very soon. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Listening to the Skidaria F1 Podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, then head over to SkidariaF1 Pod.com. Wanna get in touch with us? Then email us at SkidariaF1pod at gmail.com.